So this is, I mean, for me, this has taken an interesting turn, and I'm almost happy that uh, we didn't stick to a specific question because what I'm hearing is that um, what Sultane has possibly been focus on, focusing on for the past X amount of years could be changing right in front of our eyes. And where do we really focus our manpower, our limited manpower, our resources, given an unclear future? I think the question could be reshaped. Given the unclear future, what can we do in the present moment that could um, be a benefit? Um, so I hear what you're saying that it's hard to look three years ahead and something like the, something like installing a gazebo and fences and all of that sounds wonderful, but if Parsifal is not going to be here in three years, can that still be sustainable? Or if it's going to become a retreat center, would we need to focus so much on these other these other realms? Well, maybe it makes sense to think about the resources we already have and how we can best utilize them potentially mm -hmm. to create more connections to the larger community in our area. And like, you know, touching on what Sabina said about having these outlets now in Phoenixville where like, you know, when we're serving the apple cider at the cafe, uh -huh. and the apple cider is just the example I have, we don't have to do the apple cider. Um, you know, it's like, oh, actually this came from Glenmore, and that's like Nantmill Nursery, that's like the larger organization we're part of. Like, it's like that very, like, small but important touch point where it's like someone who's coming into the cafe or Soul Kitchen or Entwine or wherever realizes like, oh, there's something more than just what's right here that I'm experiencing in this moment. So, you know, I'm thinking about this brand new greenhouse that has the amazing composting facility, that has all this space, that has this education, like, where do we see that going? Um, how do we best utilize something that we already have that is like from what I remember at the open house that I came to before I was even like officially a member of the organization you know like where where are the possibilities with that and that's just one example that sure. I can think of. So what are the maybe to phrase it as a question that we can all answer is how can the greenhouse be connecting to the, the greater Sultane slash Percival slash Enterprise community as a whole. Not just the greenhouse, the land. The, the land. land, but what I'm saying is before we, like what I heard you say, which is a really good point, like if in one year or two years, you know, we're not operating here, just as a maybe, does it make sense to budget in? like a nine foot deer fence, you know, which is what you need for some things if you're trying to utilize the land. And I think that just from my agricultural experience, and there's other people in the room who have agriculture experience who can speak to this too, like it's great to talk about things, but like we're saying, the reality is much different. Mm -hmm. So, um, you know, the investment, the planning that it would take, instead of thinking like, oh, here's all the things we would need to build and budget for, how do we just use what we already have? So yeah. greenhouse is one of them, but it could be, I mean, other buildings on campus. But again, I'm not well versed in everything that's already happening here, yeah. has happened here. Okay, so how do we use what we already have to uh, perpetuate connection, mm -hmm. to specifically to Phoenixville? No, actually, I think that there's opportunities outside of that, maybe with other like growers in the area or maybe different communities that, you know, could find some benefit, um, perhaps even like a monetary relationship. 
Um, as the community food manager, is there what? How do you how do you visualize from the from the assets here in Glenmore that you are aware of? Mm -hmm. um, what would be like your your hopes and dreams? It's like a land talk show. <laughs> well, let's say I've really been thinking about um, uh, my hopes and dreams. That was like Barbie day one. She's like, so what are your hopes and dreams? I'm like, Barbie, it's my first day. <laughs> I'm like, I'm not ready for this. Um, well, I just see, and I think that because of the agricultural experiences I've had, like both, and actually all of them have been through nonprofits, which is funny. Um, like both educational and production, um, meaning like educational farming with the intention to teach with the byproduct being like some food you can eat and sell versus production like we're just like growing food but also we're gonna like do some education there's like a larger benefit. Um, I would really like to see this land as much as we can um, connecting back to anything that we're doing in Phoenixville connecting back um, and I feel like the land in terms of like growing food is in my view, the best possible way for that to happen. Um, but I've also like believed since college that like growing your own food is one of the most sustainable things you can do. Um, and it also like gives you a whole new perspective on what it means to eat. Um, so I think when there's like all these ideas about what we could be doing in Phoenixville, it's really interesting that it's paralleling all these ideas about what we could be doing here. And maybe both those are sort of like very like parallel conversations that are actually pretty connected to each other. So that's my piece for now. I just want to speak on the issue of manpower and say um, there's probably a lot of ideas. I acknowledge that and everyone said it. Um, but when it comes to manpower, we've had some folks offer, you know, from like a church community or something, some weekend work or you know full day of work or something we could probably reach out to the greater community not just phoenixville but surrounding us in all directions to see if folks are looking for something like that and uh we could even utilize anybody's experiences with wolfing mm -hmm. uh you know that just chimes in on like danielle's piece on like having people stay for you know extended periods of times and mm -hmm. uh you know, we could advertise. I know uh, social justice is something that's really important to a lot of us, especially Spina. Maybe we could even advertise for like some like folks who are in the city who haven't really been out of the city opportunities to come out and you know have some hands-on experience if they want. Could really start to uh, utilize those opportunities for manpower. Because mm -hmm. um, I think from the little bit of experience I've had working on. That's a really good idea. <laughs> I didn't even think about that, but like, yeah, I mean, we're a nonprofit. Like, we could be having tons of volunteers come out here and like, <laughs> yeah, it's like, okay, as three and a half years as like field manager and volunteer manager for a county nonprofit, like, there's a lot of work that goes into working with volunteers, but there's also a lot that you get out of it. Um, and like, honestly, local agriculture is something that people get really excited about. And if there are other elements to it that are like directly connected to what Soltane's mission is, um, that is a really good way to bring people in. I didn't even think about that. But I mean, I mean, I've, yeah. That's all I'm gonna say about that. <laughs>
think the catch-22 with Sultane and volunteers is that it does take a lot of work. And my experience with volunteers is that if, if there isn't a set forth larger uh, project to work on, sometimes it's like the like we're creating projects for the volunteers versus the volunteers helping on our projects. Mm -hmm. So I'm especially short-term wolfing and things like that. I'm really into, but maybe we could at some point another like break-off group down the line would be. Uh, you know, having this idea and then and then plugging in mm -hmm. the volunteers versus a call for volunteers and then not really having work for them to do. So we don't want to put the cart before the horse, so to speak. But I do think that if it is an issue of manpower, it's certainly out there. And given your um, experience in volunteer coordinating, and I have uh, experience in 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 the wolfing world, so if there's a something maybe that we can say that you know come out of this is yes manpower is needed for these ideas that are not tangible at the moment but we could source our one source could be volunteers and wolfing yeah i really wanted to encourage you to <laughs> join I, yeah specifically about volunteers so no no okay because I, I, land land in general but from from perspective of, of Parsable, there is a need for volunteers, and I've been asking for uh, for more person power um, to help with work in the garden. Um, it's, yeah, it, it's, it's hard to keep up with stuff that needs to happen right now um, with the number of staff who are available for that kind of work. So, we could use more volunteer work. Um, yeah, from the from Parcival perspective, so I'm I'm working with the Herb Garden, and in a little history, when I first came 10, 11 years ago, um, the education program didn't continue through the summer. Hmm. So there was the idea hmm. of a garden, but then the main time we didn't have any garden classes. So <laughs> I transformed it into herb gardening. <laughs> um, and it, so there's, yeah, um, so there's been a lot of vision and work that, that's been pretty exciting for, for me and for other people. Um, we've got defrost botanicals now, <coughs> and herb garden enterprise. Um, it's, it's not strictly an enterprise because it's not sold to me, it's personal. <laughs> um, um, so some needs that some needs that I can speak out for um, relating to the you're you're talking about the garden and how the I was just talking to Megan just recently about how there are beds that are falling apart um, the fence in the back you know big holes that, that animals are getting under and the um, I've come to the end of my capability of fixing that and I just I don't have the, the type of skills I think that need to make that work better now. But, um, so th those kind of physical needs for the garden, and it's and it's really shaded a lot more shaded than it was when I first started. Mm -hmm. um, and there's a lot of poison ivy that's really it, well, it's everywhere, right? It's everywhere on on the estate, but it's really good in the garden. And um, 
we have some facility needs as well, um, a place to start seeds. Uh, I'd like to have that conversation at some point about what it could look like for uh, sharing some of um, the greenhouse. We haven't really sat down and, and talked about how, what that possibility is. So space for growing seeds, space for storing things that some supplies that we need and time for working in there to make that happen. Yeah. Certainly. Yeah. Um, yeah. So when you say it's parcel not salt tank, do you mean that like you're a parcel employee? Yes. Okay. And when you need more people, you mean like more volunteers? Or are you looking for? Yeah, we've, um, at, at this point, Parcival is talking about it being more volunteer work yeah. to help with this. It's not, I don't think there's the capacity right now to grow a lot more staff, mm -hmm. um, paid staff. So there's been talk about having volunteers come and help with different aspects. Mm -hmm. May I just ask that because you, you casually mentioned you've, you came here 10, 11 years ago and you have a connection to more than just the fenced in piece um, that you're working on herbally. Um, do you have other thoughts when you think of the whole piece? Yeah, I've, I was sitting at, at the beginning of our conversation and the, talking about the wooded areas and I was imagining, um, we used to take more walks through the woods, whether it was um, plant identification walks or um, just a variety of things. And to maintain pathways, to go through the woods would be really wonderful. Um, and create some new spots like that. We're gonna be running through the woods. Running through the woods. Yes. Mm. Mm. Right. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's hiking. Right. Yeah. yeah. Oh, and I'm looking across the circle. Uh, Lauren, Lauren, and I talked recently about. The idea of so the connection between us and the work here and Phoenixville. We talked about the herb garden doing something like creating um, herbal tea blends that were this, and this and was Adrian's idea. Oh, is it? Yeah. Sorry. Oh, I didn't know. okay. It's not as interesting. Now. <laughs> it was actually oh, his. Right. It's not even it's my. It's actually idea. his uh, mother-in-law's idea, or no? <laughs> sort of. Yeah. Well, whoever's idea it was, I liked it. Yeah. Yeah. Just, yeah. Being able to create something that's, um, say, this is the end wine blend mm -hmm. created yeah. by yeah. Okay, can we serve it at the cafe? Yes, That'd be great. <laughs> yeah, let's do that. Yeah, yeah. Mention a cap blend. Yeah, cap blend. That would be pretty awesome, actually. <laughs> and that's nice because it's not, you know, you grow it, you dry it. It's not like a perishable food product in the way that like fresh produce is. Right. I mean, it's it is perishable, but it's not. <coughs> as yes. quickly perishable. Right, exactly. Like eggs. Or say that I, I, yeah. what you were saying, it just loses, yeah. <laughs> the amount of people today, I talked way too much about your eggs. Mm. Our yeah. eggs. Sorry, the eggs. Our eggs. But just eggs from salting, salting eggs. Um, you know, I'm, I'm, I must say, I'm really into that. Mm -hmm. The idea of having key things that we can get from here and show off, and people will feel connected. Um, 
you know, that would be great. And I, and, and I think the Apple thing is the is a big question in the room because that's been we've been on you know on the back of the Apple for the last thirty years. Is that going to be the next thing, or are we going to shift that, or can we do everything? Okay. And just to before I, I'm not going to speak a lot. The last thing to say, you know, about the economics. Yeah, this place was started on a whole, whole other economic basis. You know, it's almost like everybody. There were so many people who were either sharing cars, sharing bedrooms, um, you know, sharing kitchens, not getting paid actual salaries, or you know, living together. Um, that is not the case anymore. Um, so we need to think how can we do what they all started with us all having our own houses, our own cars, and our own kitchens, and you know, not having so many you know particularly younger people basically working for not much. So you know, just want to throw that out there. <coughs> Maybe to summarize, because I'm feeling like uh, well. I, I don't want to run too much over the time because I I wanted to, in my head, make sure that we end in, in a timely fashion, but just to maybe find something that we can build on. I think this was a really good, uh, to kind of get things going and see where the momentum is that we can build on next week and think about for the next week. Um, but maybe from what I'm hearing is that because the future is unclear and because things are drastically different from the way that they were when Sultan was established, and I like the idea of whoever, I think Larkin, when you said, like, can we have a history? I like that we kind of brought from where we were as a educational, uh, an educational campus, and now we're moving to more towards kind of this Phoenixville connecting with a larger community through little bits and pieces. And one of our focus was connecting with a larger community through little bits and pieces with the resources that we already have. Um, I mean, this is just, uh, I'm gonna speak from a, myself a listen now rather than than you know the chair of a committee or whatnot but in my head I'm thinking is it worth investing in kind of this big question mark like Larkin you said let's invest with the resources we have now so we can create tea blends to serve at the cafe that opens up the dialogue of actually this is more than just a cup of tea or we can be creating dyes we can be doing that now we can Barbie can make her quiche with our eggs. There are so many little things mm. that we can do already um, without having to either try to reinvent the wheel with what has been tried in the past and we're moving away from. So maybe a, an aim for next week, and we can think about this through the week, is really thinking about the resources and the manpower with the idea of perhaps bringing in more volunteers, how that could work, um, and what this land here with its resources, with, with its current manpower, um, with what we have going on in, let's say, a 12 to 24 month time, what can we be doing and what are projects we are excited about and um, how can this affect the future? It seems like the energy is moving towards enterprises in Phoenixville and, or a retreat center here. So using the resources we have now, how can it feed into the energy in Phoenixville and the possibility of this being a retreat center? Can you ask Rick a question? Yeah, I asked myself about like with the manpower, like, mm. what we can do with mm. what we have, and yeah, that's that's a I mean, that's a good question. I don't know. From my vantage point, I've been around agricultural ventures my whole adult life that have been 
leaned into with little manpower. <laughs> you know, I mean, they always have little manpower, but uh, the outcomes can be quite brilliant. Um, it seems that maybe you all have some people here that could probably take on the work of a couple vegetable gardens if, if laid out properly, you know, and, and uh, thought out and um, sort of uh, blended into instead of jumped into, if you will. Um, I mean, honestly, I think with the idea with this retreat center, I mean, you could build a retreat center out here around the idea of this being an agricultural village, like, like what you talked about with the, a holistic view of what can happen here. I mean, the, the potential here is almost endless, you know, from just, and I've only been around the grounds very minimally, so I really can't speak to anything too deeply. But uh, I think the manpower thing should almost be uh, a smaller worry. Um, <laughs> You know, to some degree, uh, I mean, through, through volunteers, you know, can, but you're not going to be looking at, there's not going to be, oh, 10 acres of produce being grown when you're really talking about needing some manpower, you know, or, or people power, excuse me. But, um, you know, if you kept it small and, and blended into it, as opposed to jumped into it, I think you could supply food to the food ventures in town, uh, the residents in town who are part of the organization, um, and the people who still live here. You know, I really do. I don't see why not, anyways. Yeah. Well, do you feel like there's some things that could be grown that are like lower impact, like require less work? Or do you think that it would just be like? I mean, certainly, but there, you know, that's a different discussion, yeah. really. Well, it's just like some things to grow just like take a lot of work. Like if you're gonna grow Brussels sprouts, right, right. I mean, <laughs> like there, there, that's there is, yeah. That's but, like but a I mean, you know, for you know what I mean? ta for taking into ideas of like things you use at right, the cafe, exactly, like spinach. spinach. I mean, you could have spinach, spinach. all year round. You Who know, and like spinach? that could come from here easily, probably because it's not like you go through hundreds of pounds a week. Right. You go through some pounds a week, mm -hmm. and that's something that's easily attainable. And then you sort of, you can build from there. Really. Spinach by the quiche all day. <laughs> Thanks, Rick. So you're saying between now and next week, what are we going to think about? I mean, we can think about whatever we want, but my... Really? <laughs> <laughs> no, I need to know exactly what I want to think. My proposal, I mean, something I'm getting jazzed about, but you know, it doesn't have to be this way, but I feel, um, you know, I really like the idea of given what we have mm -hmm. and given the, with the scope of the uncertainty in the future, given what we have, what can we do to make a greater impact mm -hmm. uh, with the broader community, specifically in Phoenixville? So mm -hmm. given that we have, um, given that we have a greenhouse, can we be growing spinach for Barbie? Given that we have eggs, can quiche be made? Can herb teas be made. Um, these are things that we implemented as soon as, you know, mm -hmm. petal lays an egg. So it's, <laughs> um, I like, and, and then we can start to expand on that. So given the resources that we have, um, let's think about really what are assets on, in this space, what, are, what really are the jewels here, um, and how to expand on that um, to uh, boost efforts and energies off of campus mm. given what we have we have a greenhouse and an orchard and 
all of that. We also have empty-ish empty houses with a little bit of something around them that uh, also want a bit of um, thought mm -hmm. how to do that. Because really, you come in here and the fence has a whole, things fall apart, the more dilapidated we let it go. And I, and I say that with trepidation because I have to say, Tom, you and Jason are the ones that have kept this thing afloat now for a pretty long time. So I'm really looking at the rest of us, how to think about that in a way that it actually is effective, you mm -hmm. know. Um, and maybe it's really the shift from the land supporting an educational impulse, the land now being the impulse. Mm -hmm. And we need to shift time from whatever it was, it was focused on before and say, and we're giving it to the land. Mm -hmm. And that is actually a big, mm -hmm. that's a big question to ponder, so. One, one, no, one other thing actually that's just piggybacking exactly off of what you're saying right now. And this, I'm just putting this out there for those who might be interested. You know, um, in March, I'm going to attend a two-week sort of uh, uh, farm design workshop, and I'm able to take a piece of land with me, if you will, oh. to be put through the ringers of everyone's brain power. Uh, maybe this is a great one to bring, honestly. You know, I yet don't have my own property to bring, so I, I, I can't be doing that. But, uh, you know, I will be out there for 10 days to two weeks, it's, you know, it's something to think about if you all have like overhead views of this property, topographic views of the property, you know, that kind of thing. Uh, but they, they, you know, that the farm design mentality that I'm, I'm going to is, is quite based off of this holistic integrated mm. systems, you know, thinking about the woodlands, thinking about how water moves through a property and building gardens around that, you know, sort of idea. Um, but anyway, you know, no, no, uh, no pressure. But it's, it's the opportunity is, is there. Sounds great. Yeah, I mean, it's it's interesting at the very least. Yeah. yeah. Would it be worth noting maybe before you leave, uh, like we could work toward giving you a list of like, okay, textiles wants to grow flax. Yeah, I think it's a, actually that's a great idea. Put all that yeah. together. What everybody wants to. I think it's have. a real good idea. See yeah. If we could yeah. Yeah, and you hopefully also get the answer. Yeah, this, 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 this. You know, it doesn't quite all go together, or it does. Because right. I think one of the the big questions right. is uh, with any resource, everybody right. wants something, and sure. often there is this process of sorting out what actually right. works. And I don't know whether that. Well, I mean, I think so. I mean, I think there is some element of that to it. But but you know, I, I mean, the the one thing I think you all are in a great position for is that. You don't need a ton of any one thing, right? So you, you have the, the perfect basis for a diversified output that is not like, oh, we need 10 acres of flax because, you know, this is, we're going to, you know, turn that into textiles that are going to whatever. Mm -hmm. I don't know anything about textiles. So. <laughs> but, you, you know, you, 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 don't, you don't need like five acres of blueberries, right? You, you know, you, you're in a great position that you, you want things, you need things to make connection, but you don't need a ton of any one thing. Yeah. 
And so that makes it reachable to have a diversified output that really, I think, could be uh, the basis of, of the retreat center that you, that you all are talking that. about, you know, really. Yeah. And then speaking to like around the home, I mean, yeah, you know, you could be having people living or renting these homes who have garden space right out their back doors, who are grown for their own kitchen. You, you know, I mean, that type of thing is, you know, when I'm looking out there is, is exactly what it looks like to me, mm -hmm. you know. Mm -hmm. The textiles person is here. Yeah, what about the textiles person? <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Were you looking for your phone? <laughs> <laughs> it's not about me, it's about you. <laughs> Sorry. Um, Sorry, what, I don't know, what about The question is, is there anything you want to, with a vision or something? Well, yeah, sure. I mean, I think it's, you see, it sounds like you guys might have talked about it briefly, but the um, growing uh, plants for dyeing, and um, I would love to have just a starter plot of flax to see what that's like to cultivate and turn into linen fiber, so. Um, but blueberries, like the blueberries here we have, is probably plenty to start with a So like you're saying, to think about what we have now, we have blueberries. Mm -hmm. I mean, they're not on there right now, but <laughs> when the season comes. <laughs> I don't want to rain on the parade, but Those aren't our they get eaten, no, they get eaten by birds unless you net them. And so everything we've been talking about means investing some money and resources, some people time to be on top of it. The deer are really heavy. It's really, you know, and chipmunks and squirrels and groundhogs. Yeah. You know, there's, it really takes someone taking care of it. And, you know, you've been doing a great job with Petunia and so on. And I think the question of utilizing all these small things is possible. But it still comes back to if we're going to totally change course in three, four years, will this be yet another adventure down a short path that Zoltan has history of doing? Um, we tend to re-identify what we're trying to do all the time and uh, when I first came years ago it was zoned agriculture and now it's zoned educational. Mm. I've been bagging herb tea that this, the cafe said they couldn't sell because I wasn't a certified producer. We've talked about a certified kitchen, certified food handlers, so I created Nant Mill Nursery on the basis that as a plant model, so selling plants or plant subscriptions that then can be at or used is you know one link in the food chain. And then who cooks that food has to be a certified handler or who bags it and uses it is a whole nother level of thing. And we've never got put all those pieces together. We've talked about it for years. But I'm just, you know, want to remind us that it even with what we have um, we have to be able to allocate the resources if we're saying it's not worth building the fence and yet if you have a retreat tenant in a center and you want to grow you need some fence garden the old one doesn't work so you know I just bring that and the three points I brought earlier is just based on what I heard people wanted and I've heard very different things today such as maybe in three years we'll sell a place or cut down the orchard or we have more orchard than we can take care of well. So we do have limited resources 
And I, I get the idea that we don't need a lot of one thing. We can really create those succession plantings in the greenhouse. Cause that was the whole idea with the succession plantings with the, the leased containers. Um, but we just have to look at it as a, as a workflow. I, I, I know we probably have to come to a close, but I just want to say we have made an enormous investment in in the greenhouse. And Which was a gift. Yes, but it is an investment um, that we have worked toward. You know, it's great it came as a gift, but we have worked toward for ever since you've been here, so you know best how um, long and painful a journey it was um, with these things that connect into Phoenixville. I would really put the greenhouse front and center as a place mm -hmm. of capacity. Capacity, you know, if we need to invest in fences out here, is there something in there to start up with? Um, I mean, it's an enormous space, and we can um, think about it more and join you because I know you've thought about it for 12 years, but maybe the rest of us have something to contribute into that. Yeah, I, just, I just have one question I just have to ask how's all this going to be financed? Where's where the money come to support? I hear a lot of ideas, a lot of hopes and dreams and desires, but if, in order to do any of this, we can't just do it with shovels and manpower. There needs to be some financial support. And when I started here, I've been here for over 16 years. When I started here, um, it was a completely different community, and there was 43 people that lived here with uh, disabilities who were paying a tuition, and our annual budget was based on that, some fundraising, along with some endowment investments. But now I think we have, and this is what, it's kind of like, for me, it's confusing. Now we have six people living here, and um, what saltine source of revenue is going to enable them to invest in doing That's why I won't say it for the third time. That's why the, 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 the question on the table is exactly, you know, one, this has a value and there is an endowment that's owned by Saltine, right? So you can figure out how could that be, I mean, you know, you could just sell to the other side of the road and then that could pay for all this stuff people talk about on this side of the road. That's one example. Um, or you could just say, you know what, Passable will have to figure out a way to have its, all of its stuff financed by the state, the way that it's sort of doing it, but not yet quite capable of doing it, but at some point in time that'll be okay. So then they won't need anything. So then there's this stuff here that, you know, we can figure out what to do with. But, you know, the question is, you know, just to say it, I've said it in other contexts, is that the right thing to do considering all of this value was possibly provided on the basis that people assumed it was something that was like what you described, 40 people living here with disabilities. Now most of those guys are living in Phoenixville, so there should be some sort of reckoning of, of that. So that's why I keep saying the strategic plan is critical to figure out that. It's not just what are we gonna do, it's, it's also we came here this way 
um, sh it's, it should we sort of do a bit of a sorting out of, of, of where things really belong in terms of resources. And then once that's done, we'll say, okay, now we have this much money left, and we can, you know, either you know, invest it and, make enterprises with that money, or we can cut our losses, or who knows what, but we aren't even yet at the place where, yet where we know who who should really have what. Should it be Phoenixville, should it be Passable, should it be Glenmore, you know, that bit got to be done first, and then we'll know where we can start figuring out how much of the resources and the finances are available for what. So yeah, I mean that's, that is really a big question. So, um, well, just to, just, I, I, I just have to throw certain things out. I should just stay quiet. But I was, I was involved for a lot of years. And I was involved with the finances of the community for a, for a few years, and I know that it takes a lot to keep this big ship floating. Just keeping the lights on, keeping the oil bill paid, keeping propane going, all these things are astronomical. If anybody would ever look at the bills that come in just to heat these houses that we like to have windows open all the time in the winter, they'd be blown away. And it's just there's a real economic component here that can't go unnoticed and unrealized. You know, have to be aware. You know, you, can, you live here, but it's not free. Somebody's paying a big price to keep the lights on and keep the buildings warm. Yeah, that is, as I said, that is a, a huge question for the, 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 the strategic plan is what's going on here in Glenmore? Is there a way to make it actually sort of economically sustainable or not? And, you know, it's, it's, it's going to be hard because it's not like it was, that's for sure. Mm. I'm sorry, I can't remember your name. Yeah, my name's Rick. Rick, yeah. I'm Tom. Tom. And if you are going to start looking at uh, campus, a site plan, mm -hmm. maybe you and I could get together at some point because there's a lot of areas on this campus yeah. that are kind of restricted that can't be used for agricultural gotcha. use. Gotcha. And I think I'm, Mason's probably somewhat aware, but I think I'm probably yeah. the person that might be able to help gotcha. you uh, figure that out. Yeah. And I have absolutely nothing to do with this, so yeah. you know, I'm but, just I'm just some guy. I'm just sitting in. Yeah. <laughs> if you want, you know, yeah. me up sometime. I mean, that's all up to you, you all. You know, if you want, right? Yeah. If that's a path you want to get Right, down. right. I mean, it's worth at least exploring. Yeah, I mean, not nothing is concrete yeah. because of anything. You know, it's just a just an idea. And. Uh, I mean, I appreciate the economic aspect, and uh, I think we are all wildly aware of um, not the exact figures, but the expense to keep that thing going and how little income is coming in. And when I say, um, but I think we are, we are also um, in the strategic planning process, in a process of, um, really figuring out new income streams, actually. And I think that also needs to, that doesn't belong in here. Um, that belongs into the strategic planning process. When, when Danielle talks about a retreat center, it sounds a little lofty and airy and out there, but um, there is a real 
possibility to figure out how to bring the people circulating back in, building up the interest, getting a different donor base going, and, and, and. So I, I, I just want to put that side by side next to maybe we rent land to, to somebody else instead of selling it up front. You know, I, let's still keep it a bit open and, uh, and, and just really come up a bit more with a, with a, with a potential. Um, and I know you've witnessed lots and lots and lots and lots of dreams. Uh, just because it gets thrown out it doesn't mean it will happen at this moment. With this being the land summit, I'm interested in, especially since Tommy's uh, was noted that you might not be here at the next couple of meetings. What are some of the reasons certain areas are off limits? Well, uh, one very large area across the road is the wastewater system that we have put in. There's almost that entire side of the road is either my subsurface for our subsurface for wetlands or drip irrigation. So from the driveway going up to Zelda all the way over to Russell Mosdell's property, can't do much with that. There's a small plot up in the back that you might be able to do something with. The ground below Woodson Hall, uh, almost from the parking lot over, it's extremely wet. Russell Mosdell won't even cut it for hay because it's so wet because of the water flows. So it's, it's really hard to do any agricultural growing there. The parking lot over to the tree line, probably won't get there. So you're at that plotting ground. The other side of the road between Wayne and the animal farm, that piece of ground there could be utilized with limitations because there's infrastructure because of the water system and the wastewater system. But you have to keep in mind that that whole plot of ground prior to the wastewater system going in was uh, drain fields, or septic system drain fields. It's not saying it's contaminated ground. But there's something under structure there. Probably two, two to three feet on the ground and start running into stone. We're all sitting years and years of being a septic system. Woodlands, we don't have as much woodlands as everybody thinks. A lot of the woodlands we have are along the Beaver Run. We have some small pie shape going down the road and then a small portion over in the back of Wayne and Zelda. Not a very large woodland there. What about Mantel Farm? Like the bank? Yeah, farm, yeah, but it's uh, one of those areas because of the contour of the ground, you might be able to grow hay and possibly corn. <laughs> yeah. When you start tilling that sort of terrain, yeah. unless you use some sort of creative contour farming, all your topsoil is going to wash away as soon as you start tilling it. I'm sure you probably Yeah, do. yeah. So and I think, I mean, this is probably more ripe for not necessarily what I would call like tillage agriculture, but starting to set up gardens through the ideas of like sheet mulching, you know, and building one small one at a time, getting your handle on producing out of that, and maybe creating a pathway that meanders along to another garden that's a die garden, you, you know, th those types of things. We're not talking about like plowing it all up. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. You know. That's what I'd call Just as you spoke, and I can't even imagine how much it costs to keep this place running from like an energy standpoint, is energy and like the forms of energy that we're using and like self-sustaining energy systems at all part of this conversation. There can be a next week. Okay. Sure. Let's, I'm gonna think about that. Yeah, thank you.
Well, just to say, we did have a whole question of solar about five years ago. Um, one of the reasons, one of the reasons, there are many reasons, but one of the reasons why it never went anywhere, I believe, is that at the time there were too many cooks in the kitchen. Yeah. And um, let's just say, I'm not saying there aren't any cooks in the kitchen now, um, but, but let's just say it wouldn't be as complicated to get agreement about it. There was a lot of things like, oh, we can't use some of these spaces because it'd be an eyesore to have solar panels. Maybe people would be like, you know what, who cares? Um, but at that time, there were some differences of, of personality issues that led to almost nothing to be agreed to. Okay. And I just want to throw that out there. And also, the, I know that the, all the, oh, maybe it's the enterprises are all, the electric mm -hmm. is, but is that just But you the said the paperwork. We're talking about like trying to get it. Well, let's pick the exhibition. <laughs> <laughs> so, 